I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. This is the Tyler Morgan Show on Relentless Daring Media Network. Welcome back to the land of bourbon and bad decisions. This is the Tyler Morgan Show live on Twitch. If you're not following me on Twitch, why, why, why aren't you following me on Twitch? Check it out. Twitch.tv slash Tyler Morgan Show. Um, so you may have noticed last week's episode did not go out on the YouTubes. Was deleted off Twitch. Didn't get it ended up as a podcast. I last week I was so freaking tired that I was having Joe Biden moments and I, I will talk about random crap. This is right through my head. So here's hoping this week is not the same shenanigans. So if you're watching this on YouTube, be sure to hit the subscribe button somewhere over my head. Maybe it's down there. I, I don't know. I I don't play that stuff on the YouTube. So hit the subscribe button, hit the alert button. That way, hey. Tyler posts a new video and it's up. Check it out. YouTube slash gobbledy gobbledygook. I will copy the link into the show notes so you can find it there if you're listening on the podcast. But first, before I get into the insanity of what's going on this week, let me talk to you about the greatest thing in the world besides whiskey. I'm going to talk to you about Coffee, yes, that's right. Coffee, not just any coffee, though. Coffee from American Pride Roasters. Um, I just had a cup of, let's see, what did I have? I think, I think I had a cup of the, uh, ah, brain, no function. Needs more whiskey or more coffee. One or two. Uh, oh, yeah, it was the, uh, I gum, my brain just has, Stop tonight. Thomas Paine. Yeah, the Thomas Paine um, uh, Age of Reason. Just completely abandoned common sense. What the Age of Reason, that is the uh, all robust beans, double the caffeine of the regular Thomas Paine. Absolutely amazing. I know a lot of people talk down Robusta because, yeah, wait, that doesn't have the flavor of Arabica and blah, 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 reasons, reasons. You know what? That Robusta roast is absolutely amazing. I love the flavor. Um, it's very smooth. It, I think just as flavorable, flavorful. Wow. It's starting already. Uh, it's just as flavorful as the Arabica roast that he does and the other blends that he does. And like I said, it's got twice the caffeine. It is so good. Go to American Pride Roasters. Check out the other amazing flavors of coffee. You know, maybe you want kind of a, a dessert coffee. that has got, you know, hints of raspberry. And maybe 
or maybe some um some chocolatiness to it. Well, if you like raspberry and chocolate, uh Mojo Five O uh host, uh we call him Ron. Ron is great. Ron has his own flavor of coffee. It's called Ron's Sexual Chocolate. Again, that's it's got chocolate and raspberry flavor to it. So if you're into those fruity, fruity uh you know, coffee flavors for like like a dessert coffee, like you want to have it with like a cake or something after dinner. Check it out. So many good flavors to get in on. So American Pride Roasters, go there when you order your coffee in the uh, in the uh, special notes there and the uh, checkout. Tell them that you heard about it from the Tyler Morgan Show. That way they know you're paying attention to me and I'm still talking about their yummy, yummy, delicious coffee. American Pride Roasters, historically great coffee. All right, so getting into things, I know I didn't get on Twitter and Facebook and tell. If you're following me on Twitter, uh, currently, fake Tyler Morgan is uh, is is currently taking a time out. However, I do have the at RD Media Pods uh, Twitter account. Please follow RD Media Pods. There's like nine of you right now because I just started it and it's an actual like it's not a verified account but it's actually an actual professional account I try to behave emphasis on try because yeah I try to use that more for promoting the show and promoting the whiskey pod which over my shoulder here I figure out how to work a camera because it's backwards Uh, I got a bottle of Sazerac rye right there that I still need to do an episode on Come over here. I've got some from a beautiful little distillery in Deadwood, South Dakota. That is The Dead, named after the one, the only Wild Bill Hickok. And it is a darn tasty whiskey, let me tell you. And uh, I've got some uh, TX blended whiskey down here. I really need to try that. Or I've tried it. I just need to do it for the whiskey pod. But, you know, I said Artie Media Pods at Twitter. And then, you know, the Facebook page, you know, just search Tyler Morgan Show and you'll find it. So I really didn't know where to start. I've got so much here. But I think I'm going to start in Kansas City. Uh, Recently in Kansas City, there was a shooting that is kind of ridiculous. Based on all the reporting, an off-duty firefighter was inside of a gas station. While he was in there, another customer was getting incredibly belligerent with the clerk because they didn't carry his preferred brand of cigars. Seems a little crazy reason to get all worked up over anything. He's like, cigars? Really, you're worked up over not having the right kind of cigars. But anywho's, um, this the off-duty firefighter he stepped in, and he's like, "Hey, you need to take it outside. It's not her fault. She doesn't carry a certain thing because she's not in charge of the store." Well, Knucklebutt goes outside, and he grabs a gun. Grabs a pistol with an extended magazine because and he starts to come back in. The off-duty firefighter goes, Oh, hell no. 
and comes to fisticuffs with Mr. Man with the gun. Well, he gets the dude on the ground and rests and gets him in a chokehold. And he's just trying to keep him subdued until police can get there and take over the situation. In the process, the guy who started the incident, he started the altercation. The guy who went to his car and got a gun and was coming back into the store either to make threats or to cause harm. He drops the gun. His girlfriend, wife, I kind of lost that one in reading the article. She grabs the gun and she's telling the firefighter, get off him. You're killing him. Get off him. You're killing him. And the guy has enough presence of mind. He is turning and looking at her and says, no, I'm not getting off of him because he is still an active threat because he's still fighting. He's not laying there unconscious. You see him still putting up a struggle because he's, he's trying to do, go through that video of how far do you have to F around to find out a certain level? Well, because of this, like I said, the firefighter is not getting off of him. He's not going to let him go. And the, the girlfriend, wife, whatever, she picks up the gun that is dropped in the struggle. And when the firefighter won't get off her boyfriend, she shoots him in the back and kills him. And you would think this is fairly common. There's cell phone footage of everything. There's security footage inside the store showing that this guy is the aggressor. He started crap. The off-duty firefighter put himself into harm's way to defend the clerk. The off-duty firefighter put himself in harm's way to detain a guy getting ready to exact violence over freaking cigars. And he dies. Well, Kansas City has an amazing, amazing prosecutor who, citing Missouri self-defense statutes, in lieu of evidence that this knucklebutt started the violence, and then his wife, girlfriend, whatever, continued that violence when he was stopped by attacking the person Actively engaged in self-defense. Ah, uh, well, she was defending herself and her boyfriend, so we're not going to prosecute her. However, we're going to charge her boyfriend with a gun charge. Are you freaking kidding me? And, and, and here's where it, it gets dumb. There's... The, the Missouri self-defense statutes would normally accompany, or the way Missouri laws work, the way a law of laws work, is that, and we'll come back to the self-defense statutes for here in Missouri. Laws of states agree that if you are in the process of committing a felony, such as, I don't know, an armed robbery, 
If you have anyone with you, whether they're driving the car, not knowing you're committing a robbery, whether they're, you know, whatever the situation is, they will be lumped in as either an accessory to the crime or they will catch the same charges. Now, in this instance, you have a guy commit trying to commit some sort of armed criminal action by going and getting a gun and bringing it into a store where he has already had an altercation that has turned physical. An altercation that he started. So he is the aggressor in this situation. So theoretically, his girlfriend should be an accomplice to a crime and therefore guilty of manslaughter or second-degree murder, or at least charged. I'm not going to say guilty because, yeah, this is America. This is America. We have, we have laws in America. So potentially charged with manslaughter, second-degree second degree murder, whatever. But instead, they let her go over the same laws that would have protected, that should have been protecting the firefighter who put himself into harm's way to prevent an armed criminal action from occurring and who was rewarded with a lethal bullet through his back. And this is where things really get stupid. Um, Maz Touré. Uh, he is a an activist. Uh, he is a big pro-gun rights guy. Uh, for a long time, he ruled, declared himself as a libertarian. Now I think he goes as an independent, kind of getting away from parties. He came out defending crazy prosecutor. Oh, well, uh, Missouri's laws, blah, blah, blah. You should look into these things before, before, you know, having such emotional responses. Like, okay, dude, stop. Keep him. Read the full article before you say that she was committing self-defense. That it was a justifiable shooting. Because think about it. If you have somebody engaged in gang activity and a bystander comes in and says, whoa, you're going to stop this gang activity and there comes a physical altercation and then another member of that crew jumps him, are you going to say the other member of that crew should be protected by whatever state self-defense statutes. I, I doubt it. Now, now, is it possible that she didn't realize an altercation had occurred in which her boyfriend had started crap? Because maybe she was out in the car, and then he come out and he got the gun, and she's thinking he's defending himself from some crazy guy inside? Maybe. But when you look at the preponderance of evidence, the security footage inside of the 
the grocery, grocery store, the gas station. You look at this cell phone video taken by bystanders outside. You put all of it together, as well as statements from the clerk and other customers inside the store. Nothing says self-defense about this case. But you have a guy coming out and simping for the shooter because why? Now, I don't want to say that Maj Torre is only, you know, coming out on her defense because of same skin color. That would be absolutely asinine to come out and say that. But you do have to raise questions when the evidence is there. I get it, Maj. Black guns matter. I 100% buy into that, into your belief that black guns matter, that African-Americans should have zero restraints whatsoever when it comes to buying guns. And that, obviously, gun control laws do disproportionately affect African-Americans. I'm a guy who believes that, you know, the majority of felonies should not keep a person from being able to own or possess a firearm, as well as being able to build a nuke in your basement if you can get access to the materials. For the record, I do not have a basement, therefore I am not building a nuke in one. And my crawl space is nowhere near big enough to build a nuke. Is it, how would I even get it out if I did build it? I need to build a basement. But... There's so many questions like, how can you come out in defense of a prosecutor? A prosecutor who, by failing to prosecute a number of crimes throughout her tenure and by encouraging police to take, you know, to be less gung ho on investigating and making arrests on lesser crimes. That ultimately, in the city of Kansas City and its neighbor and its surrounding suburbs, and some of the uh, lower, you know, especially like lower income areas around Kansas City within her jurisdiction and within the city in her jurisdiction, where African Americans, well, yes, the majority of them are receiving the benefit of these policies because. You know, these are highly impoverished areas with lots of drug activity, lots of gang activity, mostly due to economic, a lot of this is economic stress is put on them because of, gee, I don't know, progressive politics throughout the last century, you know, redlining and all that. But when you let these people out who could be kept away from these neighborhoods and be kept behind bars where they're not committing additional crimes in those neighborhoods, ultimately, African-Americans, black residents of Kansas City and all these other major cities around the country, they continue to be the victims of progressive policies. 
whenever you take these soft on crime issues, because uh, in the city of Kansas City and Jackson County, Missouri, that there is a disproportionate number of of African Americans being prosecuted for crimes. Okay, um, is it not necessarily that they're being prosecuted at a higher rate that maybe they're committing the crimes at the higher rate. And and I get wanting to reform the cops and wanting to reform how policing is done in these neighborhoods. But the whole idea that by just telling cops not to do their jobs, by telling your assistant DAs underneath you, don't prosecute because there's an unfair burden on their community. Guess what? You are continuing to perpetrate crime and violence on these communities that you say you're trying to help. The biggest thing that can help with these communities you you people like you talk about how bad gentrification is well if you do things that you know bring more income into into these communities if you don't go out there and stand in the way of someone wanting to build a Chick-fil-A someone wanting to turn a vacant lot into a dollar general whatever the case may be wanting to stand the way of people wanting to refurbish, you know, homes in the, in the areas and raise property values, therefore raise taxes, therefore be able to better fund police to have more officers that patrol the area that, Hey, we're, this is crazy. You have places with lots of cops Crime rates go down. Shh, don't tell anyone. That's what the reason why New York cleaned up so much under Rudy Giuliani when he took o- when he took over as mayor. He did what he could to raise police presence and to prosecute. And I get it. He did the whole uh, constitutionally questionable stop and frisk. Got it. But stop and frisk to. So it did take a lot of drugs and guns off the streets. Crime went down in New York City over policies that, oh my God, the left thinks is absolutely atrocious and things you only see in a dictatorship. So here we have a situation again. Charge the lady who shot the off-duty firefighter who was doing what his job is to do while he's off-duty, protecting the community. He was protecting the community, not with a, not with bunker gear and a fire hose and a burning building that could spread outside the, the footprint and set more buildings around it on fire, not rushing into an apartment complex and dragging complete strangers out to safety, He was protecting a lady in a gas station who was being accosted by some jackass over cigars. 
what are the odds that he possibly got off on some crime? And so now he, he's going to catch a, a gun charge, which I, I'm willing to bet if he's getting charged with illegal possession of a firearm, that means he's probably a prohibited person, either a felon or convicted of domestic violence or the subject of a restraining order. You don't catch an illegal possession charge for no reason. So what did he get off easy from? What did he get off easy from that allowed him to be back out in the situation where he can allow himself to become so unchecked that he is threatening a gas station clerk over cigars and that it escalated to the point where somebody ended up losing their life. All right. So now that I've gotten that one off my chest, um, I don't even know where to go. I've got four stories here. I'm not going to get to all of them tonight. It's just, that's the nature of having a one hour show. And you spend the first 15 minutes of actual content on one subject. Um, I will say this since, uh, I got started off on guns and gun safety and protecting your communities and Maz Touré and his, uh, you know, black guns matter campaign to, you know, stop these laws that see, yeah, he says are racist because they disproportionately affect black, you know, black Americans. So I'm going to go down this road. As we know, after the uh, <clears throat> Supreme court ruled that New York cannot just say, yeah, you got to prove that you need the concealed carry. So now through court edict, because they have concealed carry laws, they are now a shall issue state. Well, the New York legislature and Kathy Hochul, who, by the way, has actually fallen behind uh, Lee Zeldin in some of the uh, one of the more recent polls I saw today when doing all my show research. So maybe New York's starting to pull their act together after Andrew Cuomo and all of his killing of Granny and Kathy Hochul and her continuing of bullcrap garbage. So good luck, Lee, Lee Zeldin. So New York stepped in and they said, okay, we will allow your concealed carry, but we're going to pretty much limit, every, limit your concealed carry to anywhere that is um, basically your property. Can't go, can't carry in a church, can't carry in a school, which that's kind of, you know, big one that, no one really, no criminal in the history of school shootings after gun-free zones has ever listened to. Well, this, I don't know why he came in shooting everybody. It's a gun-free zone. There's a signs are posted right there where everyone can see him. Yeah, weird. We also have laws that say it's illegal to traffic methamphetamine, yet every year thousands of people go to jail. 
for trafficking methamphetamine. It's almost like you can't, you know, like criminals don't care about the law. It's weird. There's laws that say if you murder somebody in cold blood, certain states will kill you back. Yet for some reason, people still commit murder. It's the damnedest thing. Anyways, uh, there's been a couple recent lower-level court rulings in New York. Uh, I don't remember what the last one was. I know it pissed off New York. But here's another one. When they came through um, about the gun-free zone laws, specifically about churches, because do we not remember what happened in Texas just a couple years ago where the crazy ex-Air Force guy who was kicked out for domestic violence? The Air Force failed to update Nix with his domestic violence conviction. So he went and he bought a rifle. He went to his ex-wife's hometown to the church where her whole family attends and just started massacring people. And no one in the church had a gun. You ever think that maybe people in church carried, you'd have less of these problems. Cause I remember, uh, living in Fort hood and you know, we, where we went to church, the pastor said, Hey, I, I can't tell you how many people have guns inside this church service. All I know is that if something bad happens, there, there's at least close to a dozen guns that will be shooting back and you will be protected because God's people will protect God's people. Well, like I said, in the state of New York, they wanted to limit being able to carry in church because, oh my gosh, how can you have such, such a weapon of violence inside of a place of worship? Oh. Well, as of October 20th, two days ago, at the time of this recording, U.S. judge blocks New York from banning guns in church. This is courtesy of Reuters. So I apologize for any spin that makes it go kind of crazy and sound dumb. Apparently I'm waving papers around and it's affecting the lighting and making my camera be all wonky. Hmm, who knew? So a federal judge on Thursday barred the state of New York, at least for now, had to put that caveat in there because again, it's Reuters. From enforcing the part of a closely watched gun law that bans firearms from churches or other places of worship. <laughs> Kim talking about the uh, weirdness of my camera. Special effects time. LOL. I concur. Although I really need like separate cameras running on a separate computer with someone manning all that who can do all that. But unfortunately, I am a one man wrecking crew. Usually wrecking my own show and not having any wrecks of bad policy. <sighs> Anywho, uh, the, the ruling marks the latest victory for gun owners in a tug of war with the state of New York over its strict new statute, which as of September 1st makes obtaining a license more difficult and prohibits firearms in a long list of sensitive 
public and private places. Places of worship are among those places where guns were forbidden. Two church leaders sued last week, saying that such constraint ran counter to the gun rights spelled out in the Second Amendment of the U.S. Constitution, which that means they're church leaders, they're quoting the Constitution, they're Christian nationalists, they need to be shut down immediately! Or something. <laughs> Kim says, as long as you don't play Miley Cyrus Wrecking Ball, then we shall be okay. If I'm playing Wrecking Ball, it's either going to be Five Finger Death Punch or it's going to be Eric Church. And the Eric Church one's kind of questionable because um, I will come in and back you up against the wall. I'm going to love you like a wrecking ball. That's pretty straightforward what those lyrics are. Out chicken wow wow. Um, U.S. District, U.S. District Judge John Sinatra. I like his name already. Sinatra, I wonder, if, I wonder if he's related to old blue eyes. John Sinatra agreed in a 40-page written ruling issuing a temporary restraining order against the state of New York from carrying out the law while court fight proceeds. Sinatra cited a landmark U.S. Supreme Court decision in June that struck down New York's previous law, which barred individuals from carrying a handgun in public without proof of special circumstances. The top court found that the statute enacted in 1913 violated the Second Amendment. Oh, 1913. Who was coming to power in 19... Oh, progressives. And honestly, in 1913, trying to ban handguns from being carried in public, certain public and private places, it was probably aimed at all those pesky black people in New York City. Be my guess, seeing as how it came from the progressives. Uh, New York legislators quickly passed new laws on gun ownership, which Sinatra and his ruling called even more restrictive than the law struck down by the Supreme Court. The nation's history does not countenance such incursion into the right to keep and bear arms across all places of worship across the state. The right to self-defense is no less important and no less recognized at these places, Sinatra wrote in his ruling. The judge added that based on the Supreme Court's ruling earlier this year, the plaintiffs were likely to succeed on the merits of their lawsuit. A spokeswoman for the New York Attorney General. Yeah, yes, the wonderful New York Attorney General, that crazy lady doing the crazy things because I want because I want Donald Trump to wake up and hear think my name every day. I'm gonna be a pain in his ass. Mm-hmm. That crazy lady. A spokeswoman for the New York Attorney General said the office was reviewing the decision and, quote, considering our options and our ongoing efforts to protect New Yorkers and defend our common sense gun laws. Well, here's the thing about your common sense gun laws. They're not common sense. In fact, they're the farthest thing from common sense. When if you consider the original laws that didn't work, because look at the amount of gun violence in New York State. Look at the amount of gun violence that occurred before the Buffalo shooting. The gun violence that occurs in New York City, the city with tighter gun laws than the entire 
state of New York. If those common sense laws didn't work then, your common sense laws that you put in place that said F the Supreme Court are going to do exactly jack and crap for protecting New Yorkers with your common sense gun laws. Ready to pop the question and take advantage of 30% off? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com to get 30% off. Select lab-grown diamonds. That's BlueNile.com for 30% off lab-grown diamonds. BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. All right. Getting that, uh, getting, getting back from that little break of Hawking my wares that are not being hawked on ACAST because ACAST says I can't hawk wares because I use their I use their advertising if you're listening on podcast. It's okay, ACAST. I still love you. Just please don't deplatform me. I beg. Anywho's uh, getting away from New York crazy lady. Um let's go with a different crazy lady. Let's go with our own first lady. Yes, that's right. Dr. Jill Biden, the doctor of what? I don't know. Presumably, she has an education doctorate. She's an ED. They make pills that cure that. Um, Basically, she's very, very, very in the tank for her beloved stepson, Hunter Biden. Yes, that's right. She has come out and she has said that Hunter is innocent, even though it's provable that he lied on his, uh, you know, his uh, federal background check stating that, no, I'm not actively using marijuana or other controlled substances. Yeah, he didn't do that, even though there's videos of him running rails of cocaine off of a hooker's ass. Nope, nada. Even though there's email evidence. And uh, as well as testimony, you know, sworn affidavits, you know, I'm going to write out this form making a statement and I'm going to sign it under perjury charges if I'm lying. No, no, no. Yeah. yeah. Hunter's completely innocent. Well, even the New York Post isn't buying her line. And keep in mind, this is a lady who's married to a dude who just a few days ago talked about how his 
about how his uh, grandfather was a football player at what, Santa Clara University, Stanford, one of those California schools. And uh, my grandfather, he is a football player. And you know, he was an All-American. Yeah, all the All-Americans. Well, I'm not saying that he was lying. I'm not saying he was mistaken. However, I have noticed that none of all the uh, George Soros-funded, certified by, oh, I can't even think of the name of their group. The group that works with Facebook and we certify all the fact checkers that they are checking facts and they're doing so factually. Yeah. Also funded by George Soros. Weird. Um, none of these fact checking groups have come out and said, uh, yeah, here's the problem with what he said about his granddad being an all American. When his granddad went to college and played football for that school, which is verifiable. They didn't have an All-American until like 1962. Well, after Joey's grandpa's college career was over. So again, perhaps he was lying, perhaps he was mistaken. Anywho's. Yeah, no fact checks on Joey B. Joey Numbers, as I like to call him. Because, it, hey, if you were Joey Numbers, come out and give a speech where he has to say numbers. A hundred billion, trillion, trillion, billion, billion, zillion, gillion. The dude cannot say them. Spelled out for him. Not just a bunch of zeros. The word zillion written out. He still think it's a quadrillion. He says a billion millions. He says a billion trillions, a million trillion billions. I, I, can't, I can't even get the numbers straight in my head. Ugh. Anywho's the New York Post. Keep in mind. People will say, oh, well, it's run by the Murdochs, of course. Okay, here's the thing about um, the Murdochs who are running it. Rupert's not really controlling a lot of it. However, his kids are. And Rupert is not exactly what you would call a conservative. He's not exactly right wing. However, Rupert, he's business savvy. The reason why Rupert Murdoch went well into uh, go. Investing in Fox News when it started out was because he knew there was a niche audience that would appreciate news from a right-wing perspective. Of course, now Fox News is controlled opposition. They they say what they got to say. And now, especially with all the COVID crap, which I think we'll close on this COVID story here in a minute. Back to back to Jilly Bean. And, oh my God, I just called, I just called Jill Biden, Jilly Bean. <laughs> oh, it's one of those nights. Let me tell you, but I haven't fallen asleep in the microphone yet this week. I've got that going for me. <laughs> uh, first lady, Jill Biden has insisted her embattled stepson Hunter is innocent and has broken no laws amid an ongoing federal investigation. Everybody and their brother has investigated Hunter, Jill Biden told NBC News in an interview published on Friday. They keep at it and at it and at it. I I know that Hunter is innocent. I love my son and I will keep looking forward. Well, you know who else has been investigated and investigated and investigated and they still haven't found evidence of wrongdoing worth charging with a crime? 
Old Donnie T. Now, I'm not saying I'm endorsing Donnie T for governor. Governor. For president. Oh, my God, dude. My brain is all a mess tonight. I'm not endorsing Donald Trump for president. Honestly, I think the best thing Donald Trump could do would be to step back and play kingmaker. Step back and let, you know, somebody else take the reins. Ron DeSantis, for instance, which I did see an interesting story on Donald Trump that apparently he's been telling lots of people that he has been um, courting Marjorie Taylor Greene as vice president, potentially, which Ms. Taylor Greene she acknowledges, she openly admits, oh, yeah, he's approached me, but, yeah, the RNC and the party as a whole will not will not go for me being, a, uh, being on that ticket. So, there's that. So, hopefully, hopefully, yeah, she stays in Congress being a firebrand as she's good at. Oh, my God. <laughs> Kim is messing with me in the chat box. Uh, Hunter is as innocent as Hillary Clinton, which, okay, funny. Ha ha. And this comes out. Hillary's favorite song is bodies. If you're not a fan of drowning pool, I suggest you look it up. Let the bodies hit the floor. Let the bodies hit the floor. Yes. I'm headbanging. I know. Suck it. Nerds. Anywho, investigators have reportedly gathered enough evidence to charge the 52-year-old Hunter with potential tax crimes and allegedly lying about his drug abuses so he could buy a gun. And something else they leave out, failing to register as a foreign agent. Hunter, who has denied any wrongdoing, will also face congressional probes into his foreign business dealings with China, Ukraine, and other countries. And maybe the millions of dollars that he has received from the, I guess now it'd be the widow, the ex-wife, widow of former Moscow mayor slash oligarch for, you know, reasons. Hunter, who is 19 wrong. Oh, Earlier this month, President Biden told CNN's Jake Tapper that I have great confidence in my son. I love him and he's on the straight and narrow and he is, has been for a couple of years now. I'm, I'm just so proud of him. Yet you're proud of the millions of dollars you have made as the big guy. And, you know, taking, taking your 10% off of Hunter's business dealings. Hunter's relationship with his stepmother appeared to be strained based on text messages text messages reportedly sent to his ex and his uncle in 2018 that were recovered from his abandoned laptop, according to The Sun. In one message sent to his late brother Bo's widow, Hallie Biden, probably while he was seeing her, seeing her, getting to know her in the biblical sense, because who doesn't hook up with your brother's widow? For the record, I have never hooked up with my brother's widow. Because he's still alive and he does not have a widow. Just saying. Uh, did, did, did. And 
See, Howie Biden, who he was dating at the time, the president's drug-addled son, went off on his stepmom. F my stepmother for always being as much of a selfish, silly, entitled C-word as you. Holy cow. He called he called his brother's widow with that as well as, woo. Yeah, he's he's a great human being. Let me tell you, he's just he's just so awesome. I'm I'm so glad he's here. I'm so glad. You couldn't have more more better people. Ugh. He also had in the text to his uncle James Biden, who is also very corrupt, someone who has no experience in construction and construction contracting, somehow winning a one. Billion with a B contract or one billion with a B dollar contract to do rebuilding in Iraq. It's kind of weird. The president's brother, James Biden, Hunter told him that he called his stepmom an effing moron, a vindictive moron. He also said that he questioned the first lady's intelligence and text to his uncle. And do you know the drunkest I've ever been is still smarter than you could ever even comprehend. And you're a shut grammar teacher wouldn't drive one class at Ivy graduate program. I, I love reading drunk text. It's hilarious. So go after yourself, Jill. Let's all agree. I don't like you even more than you like me. It's great. It's awesome. I love seeing this dirty laundry being aired out because, ah, Jill just loves her stepson so much. And it's obvious how much he just loves her. Meanwhile, 71 year old first lady appears to support her husband running for reelection 2024. I'm sure you do. Edith Wilson. I'm sure you do. Despite polls indicating that even a majority of Democrats don't want him to do so. Oh, but it's just so awesome that all this is going on that, you know, I don't want to call it Camelot because that's, uh, <laughs> Kim says, it's a Jerry Springer show, except with much less chair throwing. We need way more chairs being thrown and midgets. You can't have Jerry Springer show without midgets. And chair throwing. And where's Steve? We need Steve in the security shirt. That's like, Beth, if he bends, if he twists or bends wrong, it's just going to split open. Just saying. We need more Steve, midgets, and chair throwing. Possibly even throwing the chairs with midgets inside just for the sheer entertainment factor of it. But yeah, this. So I we can't call it Camelot. That'd be a total insult to the. Uh, to the uh, you know, Kennedy administration and his White House where, let's face it, we know it wasn't Camelot. It's just some very, very lovely, lovely, nostalgic uh, malarkey, if I could borrow a word from Joe Biden that he really loves. Because, uh, you know, there's all kinds of political intrigue, infighting between JFK and LBJ and it's just, but yeah, it's totally falling apart. And honestly, how, how does it survive when no, pardon me, you have, 
you know, Hunter and Jill and this everyone's all the dirty laundry is going to come to the surface and it's just going to turn out to be an absolute crap show when the crap finally hits the fan. All right. So going on to my last story, because I want to get banned off or not banned. Let's have this story throttle this episode throttled on YouTube, which if I knew way I could hit the clip button for this section right here, I would. Um, so this is a deleted article. I say deleted because I had to pull this off the Wayback machine when I pulled it up. So we are about to have the government contract buying Pfizer mRNA clot shots. The contract is about to be kaput. However, as of two days ago, when this article was written, updated, and then subsequently deleted from... Honestly, I couldn't tell you where it was deleted from, but it's, uh, like I said, because it came off of uh, the Internet Archive, a.k.a. Wayback Machine. Pfizer expects to hike U.S. COVID vaccine price to $110 to $130 per dose. Uh, let's see. Oh, was, this is from a Reuters press release that is being reported. Pfizer Inc. expects to roughly quadruple the price of its COVID-19 vaccine to about $110 to $130 per dose. After the United States government's current purchase program expires, uh, Pfizer executive Angela Lucan said on Thursday, Lucan said she expects the vaccine, currently provided for free to all by the government, to be made available at no cost to people who have private insurance or government-paid insurance. Reuters earlier on Thursday reported that Wall Street was expecting such price hikes due to weak demand for COVID vaccines, which meant vaccine makers would need to hike prices to meet revenue forecasts for 2023 and beyond. The U.S. government currently pays around $30 per dose to Pfizer and German partner BioNTech SE. In 2023, the market is expected to move to private insurance after the U.S. public health emergency expires. It will never expire. It will keep going on because the government loves having power. We are confident the U.S. price point of the COVID-19 vaccine reflects its overall cost effectiveness and ensures the price will not be a barrier for access for patients, Lucan said. Yet it is not clear what kind of access people without health insurance will have to the vaccine. Biden said that it expects COVID-19 market to be about the size of the flu shot market on an annual basis for adults. Which currently means the flu gets way more, has a way bigger market than COVID-19. Because have you seen, it's like 5% of the population is up to date on all the boosters. 5% of eligible adults have gotten the boosters. I am not part of that 5%. I have gotten the shot because I hemmed and hawed and weighed and measured, and I eventually said, okay, I'll get the shot. I was not coerced into it. I just eventually said, okay, maybe, maybe I should do this. And probably the death of my aunt did not help. But I got it. And based off of my reaction to the second shot where I – Felt like absolute garbage 36 hours after the second shot. 
and was like running fever and a relatively cold day. And I'm like pouring sweat because I'm running such a high fever. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I vowed I will never get a booster after that. Not even if there's a fire. But yeah, it's just going on. So basically, once it came out that the clot shot is not effective at preventing transmission, as stated by Michelle Walensky, the CDC director on CNN in August of 2021. Like 35 days or so before Joe Biden came out and did the OSHA shot mandate for, you know, for large businesses, you know, like a hundred employees or more. She admitted, admits it. You have the, uh, you have vaccine deniers who for years have said, said that, uh, or anti-vaxxers who have come out and said for years that, well, if you get this shot, that you can still catch the virus and then spread it around to other people. It's called vaccine shedding is actually the scientific name for it. You catch it, it reproduces. You don't get sick, but you pass on to other people. Um, turns out that, oh, the, the, the crazy conspiracy anti-vaxxers turns out they're right because studies showed that with the COVID-19 vaccine, you could get the virus, reproduce the virus, but because you had the vaccine in your system, it's not going to make you sick. And then you spread it to everybody else around you. Um, yeah, because of all this, because of, you know, you have so many young people who are just Dropping dead. There was a, I read a story today about a tennis player at practice. He didn't die, but he did have a sudden cardiac. He did have sudden cardiac arrest. How often do you hear about 18 year olds having sudden cardiac arrest? To the point where, thank God, his, uh, his doubles partner was, is a trained lifeguard and no CPR. And you had a coach who knew how to use the automatic defibrillator device, the AED, because that's the reason why that kid is still alive. He was saved by his friend, his tennis partner and his coach knowing what to do. Granted, he is now 18 years old with an implanted, uh, cardiac defibrillator 18 with a cardiac defibrillator. My father-in-law got his first one when he was 50, but this is normal. Uh, Kim brings up a 17 year old boy who died at choir practice. You had a football player, 18 years old, be just before he turned 19 died. You have morticians who are like, yeah, it is so hard. Like there are people dying that they were vaccinated. They had, we have to pull all these blood clots out of their major arteries 
so that so we can even embalm the bodies. Including, you had one guy who came out on the record said six feet of clots, sudden adult death syndrome. We've heard, we've all heard of SIDS. We've all heard of crib death, and it's tragic. Suddenly, out of nowhere, you have adults who just up and die for no reason. Myocarditis has, I've before COVID. I've only heard of myocarditis in one person. When I was in the army, we had a soldier who got myocarditis. He actually had a bacterial infection of his heart that caused his heart to inflame and swell. And he, he spent like two weeks in the hospital on IV antibiotics. And then I don't think he did. I think he actually was medically retired because of it. As a private. And this was 10 years ago. Or 11. Yeah, it's probably about 10 years ago. It was after my first trip to Afghanistan. And he was a new soldier to the unit. Kim says it's uh, all about. I'm not going to say that word. Because I, I know what happens when people use that word. Because it's conspiracy theory depopulation. That they would do this uh, with intent of causing lots of people to die. But yeah, I must talk about this because it needs to be talked about. I know I'm, I've already run over the, the one hour mark where I try to be gone. But if you have seen all of the insanity and there needs to be questions. And you know questions need to be raised. You know people more than just drug before drug before a House committee, drug before a Senate committee, where you have senators and congressmen that people have never heard of suddenly get thrust into the spotlight because they have some great meme-worthy clips. They have great sound bites that look really good to the to the Grand, granny smoking palm oil yelling at Sean Hannity on TV while Lindsey Graham is getting to the bottom of whatever he's getting to the bottom of. Yes, I, I know I'm blatantly stealing from Steve Dace right now because I want to tell you, check out the book when it is released. Trials and Execution. Because or the rise of the fourth Reich at trials and because everything that has happened over the past two years has been in blatant violation of the Nuremberg codes, actual laws put in place that prevents the government from foisting experimental medicines on its population. We have been lied to. We have been gaslighted. People deserve to be tried, jailed, and because of the blatant disregard for human life, the complete and total malevolence that has been perpetrated on this country. There should be gibbets raised, people put on stools, and ropes put around necks, and leave them for the freaking birds. 
Well, that's going to do it for me. I went out in such a bright and happy moment. So awesome. I love it. Um, again, thank you so very much for listening to the podcast. Check it out on YouTube. Remember, somewhere up there above my head or over my face at the end of the video, there it will be uh, the subscribe, maybe related video. But again, thank you for subscribing, hitting that hitting that little notification button. So that way Sunday sometime, whenever it gets done, it gets uploaded onto YouTube to get the notification. Bing. Um, again, means a lot. Uh, last same four things I do every week and on YouTube, feel free to comment. I don't react to comments because you know, sometimes people get a little crazy in the comments and they tell you not to read the comments. Um, again, check it out. Do the same four things I ask every week. Number one, please subscribe, whether it's on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, um, all of those. Please, Audible. If you have Audible, you can listen to me on Audible. Amazon Music. Just say, hey, A-word, play Tyler Morgan Show. And guess what? Hey, A-word will play the Tyler Morgan Show on your Amazon home CIA spy device. Great stuff. So again, so subscribe, rate it. If your platform allows you to do ratings, YouTube, hit the like button on this video, the little, little thumbs up, hit the thumbs up. You know, you want to again, uh, thumbs up, like it, rate it, review it. Number three, say what you like about the show. Tell me what you don't like about the show. I don't care. The reviews help me make it better. And once you have done that, Share this episode. Send it with someone who you think just absolutely loves defund the police and believes the shots will save them from all forms of death. Send it to them. Send it to someone who you find to be an absolute anti-government. I want to burn it all to the ground. Crazy person. Hopefully they like it and they don't burn me to the ground because, you know, I am a grumpy old vet. Um, either or. Send it to somebody, share it, post it on your page. Say, hey, check this guy out. Again, thank you so very much for listening. Here is the last little bit of scotch being raised to your honor. Oh, great listeners of mine. Thank you so very much. And as always, stay relentless. The Tyler Morgan Show is a relentless daring media production. The Tyler Morgan Show is supported by its listeners. To support the show, go to ko-fi.com slash Tyler Morgan Show to donate there or relentlessdaring.com and hit the donate button at the top of the page to set up your donation. All music used in the Tyler Morgan Show is used with permission from purpleplanet.com. Link in the show notes. 2 Timothy 1-7. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. 
The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com. <laughs> 